Producer for Real Men, the world's first and only movie talk show podcast, baby. Where you are the endangered species. Till I find a laser and massacre every last one of you stupid fucking apes. My name's Andy. With me, as always, the first ape-eyed massacre, Muller. Uh, Austin Powers, Gold Muller. Uh, the spy who mulled me. Oh, I like uh, the, you. <laughs> you have what it takes to be a spy. Does the first one have a subtitle? I don't think so. I don't, I don't uh, think so. Uh, international. Uh, international yeah, Mull yeah. of Mystery. Yeah. <laughs> of With course. us, as well, the first ape-eyed massacre, mm-hmm. Brayden. <laughs> My favorite color is neon brown. (laughs) (laughs) Why have they never made a neon brown? I don't know, man. It's got to work somehow. I I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, it wouldn't be that hard to have fluorescent brown lights and stuff. Like, I don't know why it's not caught on. Is there no way to make brown pop? Yeah, it's really easy. Come on, all all, all you do is you just uh, take all that methane the the cows are making (laughs) that are increasing our CO two. That's the big vegetarian argument that that all these extra cows cause all causing global warming. Too many cows first it's so we got to keep eating them to get yeah we got to keep eating the cows right (laughs) we're at war with the cows (laughs) (laughs) so all your all your intros are always referencing a movie that the person doesn't hear about for a good 40 minutes probably yeah i've thought about or maybe an hour before they get the context of as to what that joke actually is it's in the title 30 it's in the title and you know 30 some odd episodes in it's hard for me to come up with new wacky intros that (laughs) it's just a way to generate content right it's exciting no it's a way to generate excitement they probably read the title to the episode (laughs) not as exciting as seeing mass fantastic mr fox in the theaters last week which which I've been thinking about almost every single day. Yeah, that movie, uh, I've always been a big fan of that movie. I'm a big fan of Wes Anderson, the director, and I've been stop motion, which it's a stop motion animation for those not familiar. Paul uh, Wes Anderson? Paul W. Paul w. w. Wes Anderson. W. Anderson for our ongoing Paul Anderson jokes, because there's too many of them. Yeah, so I, I've been a big fan of that movie, but it, it came back to theaters for some family thing. Uh, and for children. Man, that, that movie's just so damn oh, yeah. great. Naturally, we rounded up all our 30-year-old adult <laughs> friends and uh, yeah. hung out with the kids in the theater. The only ones there without kids or without like a handicapped person. With them. <laughs> well, it's funny because I got, I got there first, so I was just there in the sitting in the theater alone right. until you guys got there, yeah. which is like right, right as the movie started pretty much. Pretty so, much. And Mola showed up late. about yeah. five minutes into the movie as usual. Yeah. Just I, imagine what they were thinking then before you guys showed up and I'm just, you know, this weird bearded guy <laughs> Sitting yeah. there alone. Hey, what are my families? Just what other events are there for handicapped people? Because there's always <laughs> there's always the person you know the kind of the caretaker, and they take yeah. them around to these kind of boring community events, which you know they like at the library. They're, oh, yeah. they're doing a a science show at the library, and you know we'll take them around to that. Like there's always somebody who's. Yeah. What other what other events are there for them? It's like are there uh, the skate park, you know, to handicap wheel, wheel them down the ramp. Handicap races? <laughs> Race them? Handicap races. Sing the song, dude. <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, so it was funny in the theater. It's funny seeing a movie like this, which is somewhat it, it, it's a kids movie at its foundation it's, yeah. it's a lot more adult than most kids movies, but it's a kids movie. So if you've ever been to the theater uh, to like you know like a Pixar movie or some some kids movie or whatever it's it's always a somewhat interesting experience because yeah there's lots of families there mm-hmm. and and just kids in general especially very young kids like three or four or five year olds 
Uh, you can just hear their attention span drift as as the as they try to watch this boring Wes mm-hmm. Anderson movie. But <laughs> it's not even like Wes Anderson. Like I've seen other Pixar movies, and any scene that's just like slightly slowed down a bit, and kids' movies never do because they gotta they gotta keep they know they have to keep kids' attention span. Uh, but anytime it slows down just a snippet, you can just hear all these kids start to shuffle. Mm-hmm. Like it, it reminds me of Muller in a way, but you can just you can just see them squirm. I do try to always think like a kid and <laughs> talk to kids and. It's you know, never, relate to them. It's never bothered me that much because I know it's like, well, I'm the weirdo here. Like I'm sitting in the theater watching a watching a kids movie, so I I, mm-hmm. I can't get too grumpy about it. So I, it's never bothered me, especially I've seen Fantastic Mr. Fox a whole bunch of times. I love that movie, but there was one kid behind us that just said the stupidest thing. Just <laughs> you know, I didn't know how old is, how old is this the kid. End. He was probably like what, it was a, the one that I well, I, there was a bunch of comments, Six? but there's one that stuck out to me. It was a she, so I don't know. It's definitely really young. Yeah. And what she said, and it just it, I just I thought about it after the after the movie. It just I've been thinking about it all so week. Much. <laughs> uh, she's, so it's in a scene. There's a little bit of context. It's in a scene. There's fantastic Mr. Fox. He's eating the farmers like crops or, or stealing their chickens and whatever. Right. And eventually the farmers get pissed off at him. And there's three different farms. They get together and have a little meeting and they talk about uh, how they want to capture and kill fantastic Mr. Fox. So the, and, and they're very evil. They're, they're the villains of the movie. Mm-hmm. They look very evil. There's, yeah, they there's look, no doubting that visually. Or- Especially the guy coming up with the plan. Like, he's got those, like, really, like, thick, pointed eyebrows. He looks shit. like Mr. Burns yeah, with a gun. <laughs> very menacing. So yeah. it's like a two-minute scene of them describing, like, I've got this plan to capture and kill Vantage Mr. Fox. And, it, and it's, in, it's all dark. Like, it's clearly their villains. And this one girl behind us, uh, I'm going to guess she was around five. I never saw her, but that's, that's what she sounded. Uh, she said, quite loudly, <laughs> she said, they're the bad guys. I just know it. <laughs> all, all fucking smug too. Like it was the way she said it. Like I, I just know. It. Like I, you guys didn't notice, but I know they're the bad guys. And I just thought, yeah, you stupid bitch. Of course they are. <laughs> they just spent the last few minutes talking about how they want to kill the protagonist. I think it's pretty fucking safe to say that they're the fucking bad guys. <laughs> that reminds that reminds me of your story about your ex uh, when you just oh, like, yeah. oh, is, do you think Matt? Damon's the, the Departed. Mole. No, it wasn't yeah. even that. It was who do you think the mole is? And she had no idea in, it was uh, Matt Damon. In the yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. It's like, thank, yeah, thanks for letting us in this brilliant insight from the depths of your not yet fully developed brain, <laughs> you idiot. Like, allow me to dr- to give you another little piece of insight. You're not smart for figuring that out. You're actually pretty stupid for thinking that, so- that you figured out something that everyone else just took as a given. Like, yes, of course they're the villains. You idiot. <laughs> it, just, it was, if she had just said it, maybe not have bothered me, but it's just that, that the smugness, the arrogant tone of her voice. Uh, I don't know. It was yeah. Just I mean, some of the, the kids, the kids said a few things that I thought were pretty funny. One of them was, uh, the rat in it dies. So, and and the movie's very cartoony and comical. So his eyes roll over into those X's that yeah. you'd see in an old Mickey Mouse cartoon. It's there. I don't know if there's any more indicator that someone is dead than that your eyes roll over and there's two X's in place. After of your getting in, after getting in like a big fight. Yeah, he got in a big fight. And he fight, gets thrown into he, like electrical fence or something like that. Yeah, I think he gets stabbed in the scrotum or something too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then his eyes roll around to the X's and then he's on the ground and he, I think he rolls into the sewer and floats away. Yeah. 
And then this, this little kid behind us is just like, is he dead? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just turn around. What the fuck do you think? <laughs> what do you think, you idiot? Shut your goddamn um, mouth. The other, the other funny thing that, those, that the kids were doing, which I, th- I, I mean, I guess it was more cute than, than, than funny, but... Uh, uh, if that's the way you want to put it. Yeah, yeah. These cute kids. Um, <laughs> cute kid <laughs> lover. Uh, <laughs> little kid lover. <laughs> My username. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, and... There was uh, some foreign uh, talking in the movie at some points. I think somebody speaks French or Italian or something at one point. So they'd have subtitles yeah, on the yeah, screen yeah, yeah. Uh, during those few things, which is kind of funny for a kid's movie. It is funny for Because kids, kids can't read. I never so thought some of that. Some of them it's can't very, read. As much as it, it is a kid's movie, it is also not really It's a kid's totally movie. not. A, it's, I, it's dealing, not that it's dealing with the graphic things or... or Perverse or, or graphic things, but it's dealing with adult themes. Like it's de- like there's a whole yeah, there's a whole basis totally. of like of of ex- existentialism or even just male existentialism. Or what does it mean to be a man? Yeah, it's, it's like, like that's what I mean. Like male for kids. In essence, like there's a whole like adult philosophical theme going on in the well, movie. The first time I ever watched Fantastic Mr. Fox, I talked my cousins into watching it because I was babysitting them and they and they were probably five or seven years old or really young. And I knew I was like everything else on this Netflix kids looks like such, such dog garbage, shit yeah. garbage. Oh, I saw it. Yeah. I, it was just a relief and they did not like it at all. And I was like, oh, I had a great night. So that's all that matters. <laughs> that all, yeah. all, that's, all that matters yeah, to me. I, I, I thought a similar thought to that uh, while watching this movie and just, you could just feel that the, the kids in the theater with us, they just don't, weren't really caring for no. it. I just thought like, kids don't deserve movies this year. Just, <laughs> like, the studios are right. They should just continue making just the crap because you make something really quality like this uh, and kids don't care. Hey man, Dragon Ball Z still holds up and I like that as a kid, so Does that's it hold up? Like, is it, oh, is it, is it like actual quality entertainment or just a bunch of flashy stuff? If it's flashy stuff, fair enough, but I've never looked at it as like, oh, this is smart. Like you wouldn't compare it to smart and sophisticated like Fantastic Mr. Fox. You wouldn't say that. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of bloat in it um, as well. Yeah. There's definitely. Don't they go, isn't there like fight scenes that go on for like nine episodes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm there's talking about. There's a lot of bloat there's, for there's sure. There's a lot of bloat. Well, Avatar The Last Airbender might be a better example. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a legitimately a good show. Legitimately awesome show. Kids don't deserve it though. Yeah. Not, <laughs> um, so and so there was just a little girl who would, I, I just kept hearing her talk everyone and saying what was yeah. on the screen every once in a while and I was thinking like why are you saying the words out loud? I was like, oh, I guess it's a kid. Some kids read them out loud. Yeah. And halfway the movie, through the movie, I realized that she was reading the subtitles oh. to her little brother who couldn't read because he was probably uh, only oh, four funny. or five. Oh, okay. Right. I was like, oh, that's okay. actually that's actually really nice. But I realized that I didn't notice because I didn't notice yeah. the difference between the subtitles and the yeah, audio. Yeah, they, yeah. In my mind, I perceived them as talking. I didn't as, as understand. Yeah, there was subtitles. Yeah. There was probably about fifty or eighty lines of subtitled dialogue in that movie, and I don't think you even noticed. I was about to when you brought it up, I can't even think of the scene with dialogue. So there's a bunch. I'm sure there is. I there, believe yeah, there, it, but I don't. It, it I happened all them. throughout the movie. There yeah, was it's a funny. Few... Like that's not even like that story you're telling. It's like yeah, it's like once you realize what was going on, you can't even really shit on the kids for that. But I, I've talked to so many like adults that are like oh, subtitles, like, man, <laughs> dude. Like, are, are you illiterate? Like most of the time when you're watching a movie with subtitles, you don't even notice oh. because you're you're almost reading reading the words in your peripherals. Like you well, don't even Well, this is what like people you're just soaking it in through osmosis. Dude, okay. on Shutter, the this horror streaming service I love. Horror for Netflix. You know, Netflix yeah, for horror, horror. Netflix horror. There's a bunch of movies that'll come on and it, there's a lot of sweet foreign horror movies you would not see anywhere else. 
And I don't know how many times I'll read the comments and it'll be like, another one with subtitles. Sorry, Shudder, you got to do better than that. <laughs> and all these, half of it's just people complaining about the fact that it's a foreign film they have to read. I'm like, are you stupid? Dude, like, are you, you are so lazy and dumb. I it's not even that. being lazy because once, like, at, maybe at the beginning of the movie, you're actively really watching the subtitles, but eventually your brain just adjusts to the point where you're almost not reading them. It's like you're, yeah. you're soaking it in without even realizing. I like it because it forces unless, you to pay attention. Unless too. you're illiterate. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. Because most of the time you don't even have to read. You wouldn't even have to read the whole line. Like generally no. speaking, just on their like their body language and the actual like visual design of the movie, you could you could probably figure it out without the subtitles. So as long as you see a few keywords, your totally. uh, your brain's probably just translating it yeah. th- through the body. I think language. we already went on a big rant about subtitles yeah, at some we point, have. but but I hate people who just can't stand <laughs> them. I just can't. Okay, I'm not. Yeah, you're worse go than a child. It. Yeah, child in the movie theater. I can't hear well. I don't know. I, I, I was saying yesterday, I, was, I don't know if I have a hearing problem, but I just can't hear the dialogue. I do think you have an overall. I will say this as much as I, I, I will mostly try to watch a movie with subtitles if I can. You have an over-reliance on subtitles. Like you, you will go in like just a mild like panic tizzy anytime we can't get <laughs> subtitles for one of our movies. Well, especially nights. on a, well, it's a movie night and we're all talking over the movie. I'll so at least that. that's, the why, that's why I try and get subtitles. Yeah, at but, least if they're there. But I, and but I know people who do the opposite, and it's like they'll go into a panic if there are subtitles. Yeah, I know those people. Well, too. I'm too distracted reading the subtitles. It's like. So are you missing the story or are something? You, what you, are you? What's the problem? Who are you, cares? Are you mentally retarded? Like you can't read like the word like the and also pay attention to the screen of the movie. Like you might have a mental like deficiency of some kind. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Jesus. maybe I'm just this autistic person and I don't really need to look at people's faces to know what they're saying. And they're like then and these other people they're like no I gotta look at their lips to see it. Like, oh I'm getting too distracted. I can't see their lips. Like and when I'm looking down at the subtitles, I gotta look back up. I don't I don't know why people have such a big problem with it, but uh, I can't stand it. So um, I was talking last week with my counselor and he told me something that led into something that I thought was very funny. Um, worst intro to a story ever. Um, <laughs> your, your summer camp counselor? Yeah, yeah, this is my summer camp counselor. That got Before a, or after he touched you? Yeah. It's a, it's a kind of a whole Stockholm situation uh, going on here. Sounds like it. So he was telling me that when you have people who have anger problems, the thing that makes them the angriest is when uh, when someone says you're getting angry, like in the, I'm not getting angry, and they like uh. smash the room. And I was thinking about how absurd this is because I'm like, people don't tell me that I'm angry all the time, right? Like, okay. do people, like, do do people say that about you all the time? Uh, no, I don't think so. Like, I think like, I think anytime I get angry, it's in a situation like this where you guys are encouraging the anger. Yeah, I yeah. don't like most other, but it's not most really other interactions. Most other interactions that I have with people, I'm not uh, allowing myself to get built up to it. Right. So it's almost as mm. if pe- if people keep saying the same thing about you, that probably there's something to it. Uh-huh. Right, like pe- people don't come to me and tell me that I'm angry. People don't come to me and tell me that I'm a psychopath or something. Like if people were saying things like that about you a lot, you might be like, oh, maybe there's something to that. And they totally deny this. So, I, and, I, and I thought, you know, I mean, what do people call me? They call me arrogant all the time. And, you know, I'm quick to correct them and say, well, listen, it's not arrogant if I'm not, if I'm actually really smart. It's just condescending. <laughs> and so say, it sounds incredibly condescending. Yeah, 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 I'm condescending. I don't think I'm arrogant because arrogant is ego and ignorance. And it's like for me to say I'm good at something and then be good at it, that's just condescending. That's not arrogant. <laughs> so I didn't realize how funny of a thing that was to say until he pointed out the irony of me correcting them on saying that I'm arrogant sure. uh, on it. So, 
So we got, a, we got a new segment this week. Speaking of getting angry about things. Uh, yeah, I want to introduce a new segment this week uh, centered around... It's not movie related. What's really, the title? In the slightest. Get into it. Okay. Uh, it's this new segment centered around the worst generation <laughs> of people in modern history. It's like, just... I, I find them completely unbearable. Everyone's probably going to assume right now, because everyone likes to piss and moan about millennials, that I'm about to say, oh, you know, this is millennials and they're the worst. And they think, well, maybe he doesn't realize that he is a millennial. I'm aware that everyone in this room right now is a millennial. And I'm not going to bitch about millennials, because, you know, I think they deserve a lot of the shit uh, they get for... Like the way they but they're getting that shit. They're getting a lot of shit, and I think they deserve. I think just they like deserve every it. young generation. I think they deserve it for yeah. all the well, also all the weird anti-free speech stuff. But my problem is uh, not millennials. There's another generation of people that I hate so much more than my own, and that's baby boomers. <laughs> every time I'm out in public and someone's doing something that just wishes makes me wish that they were fucking dead, it's always a fucking baby boomer <laughs> every fucking time. I don't consider myself a racist or a sexist or a homophobe or any, yeah. any, any kind of bigot. I'm sure some people will argue otherwise. But if there's one group of people that their mere presence, just the sight of them nowadays, makes me sick, it's baby boomers. <laughs> so this new segment is called Baby Boomers Are Shit. Of the week. <laughs> you can probably figure out what it is just based on that title. Um, I'm going to start dun, with... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what's, the, what's the theme song for, for oh, Baby Boomers? Or shit? <laughs> just a fart yeah. sound? or uh, I want to start uh, the first segment off with... The first thing I noticed that, that really uh, sparked my prejudice toward Baby Boomers. Uh, you ever notice... The insanely boring, incessantly bad music that baby boomers just seem oh, to yeah. fucking love. Like uh, your body is a wonderland. Oh, maybe. Yeah, uh, John Mayer. The one that they I like that. The one that I noticed. Uh, I was at work and it was just playing over the radio. It's that song by Kiss that uh, I want to rock and roll all night. That uh, and have a very nice day. Uh, have a wonderful time. <laughs> it is. It is the most basic toothless meat and potatoes rock song that baby boomers just think they're so fucking cool for listening to. Right. Like, because it's, it's just about rock and roll and being cool and stuff like that. And But it's the most, like, uncool, like, just formulaic, again, toothless. Like, there's no, no, nothing to it. Yeah, I, no, it's, it's those guys who, who walk in, uh, walk in places wearing their Harley Davidson shirts <laughs> yeah. and they just talk about how like rock and roll is the best yes. thing ever and they're going bald but they still have their long gray hair and their big fat guts yeah it's specifically like, these songs about like partying yeah they're being wild or whatever and I just I imagine them like they're just uh, yeah you know we were we were the party generation. We just we just like having a, a good time, you know. And sometimes things got a little crazy. And I, said, yeah, you're such a fucking yeah. You know, back in my day, we you know when I was in high school, we did some really crazy stuff. And uh, so, what's the age group for baby boomers? First, I think feel like uh, we should be defining age generations are one of those things. Uh, it's, a... it's always open to somewhat of discussion. But the way I view it and what I'm basing it on is uh, if you were. Uh, a young adult in the 70s. So if you were a teenager right. or like early to mid 20s during the 70s, that's what I think of when I think of a baby. Well, usually boomer. if your parents uh, either fought in the war 
yeah, World that, War that's II or were close to it. Well, they're not. The, they're but, not yeah. baby boomers. They, no, if your parents were. No, that's that. Yeah, that's where the term came from because yeah. people came back from the war. Yeah, so that's World what I'm War II, and there was a big boom because people. If were pa- you're a baby boomer, if your parents, just if their came parents back were. from the war. But again, yeah, I just look yeah. at it in terms of like a culture. It's that you were a young adult. Probably so why do you age, think that? No, that's a fair. That's all, a good. All the soldiers had like a bunch of semen stored up for the last yeah. two years. No, because it was like like whatever, like a decade or two of of real hardship, and then people going off to war that they weren't sure they were ever going to come back from. And then they come back and, they all thing, come back home and, and things are sex. pretty good and the economy is good and there's like there's lots of jobs and what I, I don't know I wasn't there but the, like that's you can look it up and that's basically the idea is that there was a big boom in babies because people were actually a generation settling. born out of death <laughs> yeah terrible that's exactly what the baby boomers but yeah, are I, I just keep thinking like yeah you're such you're such and a, you know they're also the ones that talk about how the good old days yes, and like that, that's, a, okay, that's another sorry. episode but doesn't everybody <laughs> talk about that. Like Not every, baby, like, boomers baby boomers, are the, boomers, baby boomers are the I'm with you, but that that's a whole other. Okay, thing. so we'll I still don't have later. the age down. What is this? Fifty-five so, to seventy or something? Well, or right, right now, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right now, yeah, probably about that. Yeah. Okay, okay. Somewhere so you know, if somebody's fifty-five, they might not really have the baby boomer mindset, but they might. So you gotta you gotta Good, judge yeah. on the threshold of. Uh, if you like one of these these shitty I want to rock and roll all night kiss songs style songs, then yeah, you're you're born to be wild. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're such a fucking you're such a wild party animal for tapping your feet to one of the most simple commercial sounding rock songs that didn't speak to (laughs) any sense of like counterculture. Like you weren't actually like this wild like untamable uh, person (laughs) that people couldn't control. You're just listening to shitty yeah shitty songs like that other song. Yeah, born to be wild. Sticking your tongue out. Is is like a defiant action, like yeah. Gene Simmons. Ah, I got my tongue out. Yeah, that uh, shitty, that shitty, like born to be. Yeah. By song, by who fucking cares? It sucks. Uh, I just imagine them sitting there thinking, yeah, you know, us boomers were a little wild. You just couldn't contain yeah. that spirit of freedom. It's like, what? You're just sitting around in your ugly jean jacket with your stupid fucking haircut, listening to the precursors of butt rock. You're not some yeah. wild, untamed thing. You're just a fucking loser. And it's not like they're, it's it's rare, like, oh. underground music. It's all exactly. radio hits <laughs> That's what from I mean. crappy this rock bands. This isn't stuff coming out of the counterculture. It's, it's all greatest hits stuff. I got another one. Taking Care of Business. Yes. By yeah! Bachman, yeah. That's, <laughs> a perfect, that's a perfect Taking example. You nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're taking care of business. This is... Here's, here's something for all the boomers, <laughs> the boomers listening, which is no one. Um... Did you know that punk rock was a thing in the 70s? And also the early forms of heavy metal were also developing. And that was stuff that you probably just scoffed at as just being noise. Like, yeah, that noise, you know, the actual wild counterculture that you're all looking down on, that like any fucking boomer you talk to now about like anything that's kind of punk rock or a bit too heavy or just chaotic sounding or whatever, they just, they're almost disgusted by that was the actual wild side, not this. Yeah, not this taking care of business horse crap yeah. that you seem to fucking love. I'm not. I'm not one for uh, getting upset with people appropriating culture, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, if you, but say you are. Uh, you know, say you are somebody who who actually hates the culture. Like, oh, you know, I think we should really genocide these Indians. <laughs> it would be a little bit eyebrow raising if you're wearing a headdress around. <laughs> if that was your also your <laughs> also your ideology. Yeah. So so to to, yeah, exactly. to be campaigning with this music as uh, yeah. Oh man, with we're wild. We're, yeah, we're so hard. But you clearly like you always shit yeah. on like heavy metal and well, punk rock and actual like really. Uh, 
gritty stuff, like mm-hmm. the actual like party music, pretty much. Yeah, I was walking through Sears one time, uh, talking to. Uh, That's our, a place our, baby our, boomers go. Is yeah, Sears. Well, not yeah. anymore. <laughs> and uh, our buddy Troll Josh yeah. get, called me, so I pick up the phone, and he was asking me about some concerts I was going to or something like that. So I, I ended up name dropping a bunch of bands on uh, on the call, hang up. And this the lady who works at Sears comes to help me. She's like, oh, yeah, you know, you, you, know, you like heavy metal and all that. I'm like, yeah. She's like, yeah, I've seen like Anthrax and some of these bands I had mentioned. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. She's like, yeah, but music nowadays, though. Oh, I, you know, I play guitar. I play guitar for a long time. I, <laughs> I, 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 can, I can play better than any of these guys. Oh, and I was like, and I, fucking and I, so I just looked at her and went, I'm sorry. No, you couldn't. And she's like, well, yeah, I could. I'm like, okay, so you're telling me you, you could shred better than Michael Keane of The Faceless. That's who just came yeah. to my mind. And she had, she had no idea who I'm talking about. And she's like, well, I'm like, uh, you're full of crap. I'm sorry. And I just walked away. And I, I was like, man, I'm an ass. I can't believe I just called out this old lady. But it's like, no, you know what? You're not getting yeah, away you know with what? that. If she was a baby boomer, she deserved it. Yeah. Fuck her. She better go back and find her and see how old she is so we know whether my, she got fired right thing or not. My point being through all of this, uh, baby boomers, you're not a cool party animal. You're not a wild soul. You're just some loser who liked getting drunk to boring commercial radio mm. rock songs while the actual counterculture of your generation was out there turning people's heads. Fuck you. That's right. And We're that, coming for you, baby boomers. <laughs> and, that, and that's baby boomers are shit of the week. That'll be our theme yeah. song for every segment from now on. It's the perfect theme song. So let's proven. get on to uh, this movie's most hated movie ever. Of the this week. Yeah. What movie is it? Of, of the week. <laughs> the Shape of Water oh, yeah. by Guillermo del Toro. How topical. We haven't, we haven't had a good topical episode for a while. <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked about a movie that's actually come out recently in quite a while. Yeah. Uh, so The Shape of Water is a story about... Uh, what, what era? So I haven't this? actually what, seen it. You guys have to tell me. Uh, I it's, think it's a it's, period piece. It's probably like the 40s or 50s or something like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so maybe maybe the there. 60s. Uh, and it's about uh, a mute woman uh, oh, I'm already who bored. falls in love with a, a fish man and then fucks him. Fishman. Yeah, the simply everyone <laughs> everyone sums this movie fishman. up in the exact same way, and it's just a lady who wants to bang a fish monster. Just imagine the creature okay. from the Black Lagoon and a lady wanting to fuck it. Okay. And that's the shape of water. Well, Muller, I got a question specifically for you. Yes. How much fish dick is there in this movie? <laughs> well, if I were to give you a scale on zero to ten, uh, ten being the most fish dick and <laughs> zero being the least fish dick, uh, I'm going to say that uh, there are no fish dicks in this entire movie. <laughs> they allude movie. to a fish dick. There's actually a line of dialogue specifically about the fish. They do talk fish about the, the fish dick kind of sucking up into his body or something. Yeah, weird. like it comes mm-hmm. out or whatever. That's probably how oh, fish work. I've never seen a fish with a they dick don't show hanging this, out. Though. So I'm assuming that's yeah. how it actually okay. works. I just realized if you say fish sticks quickly, <laughs> it just sounds like fish dicks. You know that that's an episode of South Park, right? No. You're not aware of that? You're not. No. It actually sounds like you're making reference yeah, to it's that Yeah, it sounds no. like you're telling a joke. Dude, that's an it. episode of South Park. Yeah, okay. it's... No, um, I seen I've seen a lot of South okay, Park, well, but that we'll, we'll have to tell you about it. That doesn't it, ring so, a bell. So, so bear with us if you've actually already seen this episode. Um, so 
somebody comes up, somebody in the South Park comes up with a joke, and it basically, what, what, do you remember what the joke is? The, the, the it's something fi- about it's, Kanye West liking fish sticks, or I don't know. I, I didn't really watch the episode. I just remember it being a yeah, big. I've thing. definitely not seen this. I haven't okay. seen anything and, that references Kanye. Anyways, do <laughs> y- you remember that that joke? Uh, maybe you might have heard in elementary school where they're like, "Hey, I'll bet you ten dollars." Oh, uh, like right? And, sti- oh, that's funny. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. it's just kind of so so um. You bet them, and then they're like, oh, I'll give you $10. I actually have a story about that where someone tried to beat me up because I wouldn't pay them their $10 because I had tricked them you? with $10. I want to hear the story. Yeah, it was actually, it was a, it was a pretty, pardon? I want to hear the story. Yeah, sure. I, it was I, actually me. Yeah. It was like a week ago. This is a tangent on a tangent, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm all, I'll allow it. Um, yeah, so in elementary school, believe it or not, I was bullied a lot. Um, shocking. <laughs> shocking news. Um, so <laughs> I went. You, you, you beat up a girl too once, didn't you? Well, didn't so you beat, were both I didn't a bully beat and up a girl. <laughs> 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 or you were defending yourself from a girl who no, tried no, to. Again, that was like last week. Yeah. Uh, no, I no, thought no, you no. beat up a chick too. No, Sorry, I have a story where me and I'm a girl were wrestling over that sliding thing in the playground and I just kicked her off of it. Yeah, too many tangents. Yeah, so. Getting out of control. Yeah, anyways, I moved I moved to Rosedale, and which is just kind of a farmland, and I ended up going to the biggest piece of crap school ever for six months that was just full of the most rotten kids ever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I said that joke with this kid and he made it into this big thing and he got like a gang of dudes up and they were like chasing me around the road. He had brass knuckles and stuff and he was like, and we we're like in grade five or something like that. And he was just this angry, this angry dude. And anyways, one of my friend's dads picked me up in a truck, but it was like <laughs> all over this doll hairs joke. Uh, you know, I bet you ten doll hairs what, you can. Maybe they were just mad at you for telling a crappy joke. Like, <laughs> yeah. We gotta get this guy. I mean, it sounds like when you think about it, it's like, man, this is horribly irrational that this that this was. <laughs> so he was to expecting you to pay him, and then you were like. I, I mean, if I look down into it, I can't imagine that that was the sole motivation. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably just an excuse to be a jerk yeah. to somebody. I'm not sure. Um, so the joke from South Park is, uh, do you like fish sticks? And yeah. then and you, yes. you just say, yeah. Uh, do you like putting fish sticks in your mouth? I love it. What are you, a gay fish? <laughs> <laughs> like, and it, so it's just the dumbest joke ever. And, and, and the, the obvious joke is that it sounds like I'm saying, do you like putting fish sticks in your mouth? Oh, okay, yeah. And quite, so it's quite amazing that you referenced all of that without realizing. Without that realizing, that's funny. Okay. So, uh, and in the episode, they tell the joke to Kanye West, just like my my elementary school bully, and he doesn't get the joke, and he gets so mad that I think he ends up murdering a few people because nobody will tell him what the joke means, and they and everyone keeps saying that he loves fish sticks <laughs> or something like. He can't make that's the connection. Funny. It's I think yeah, it's it's a good one. So, anyway, Shape of Water. This lady wants to bang a fish monster. And yeah, and then she, she puts fish she sticks does. in her mouth. <laughs> um, and so the worst part, do you, do you have anything that you want to say before I get into it? Uh, what's, I, what's your summary of it? Well, well I, you already I, did. I, summarized it. Yeah, <laughs> what, what more can I possibly <laughs> share? Uh, I, I liked the movie overall, but I thought it had uh, at least one glaring problem that I couldn't get over. And I'll tell you I what that get, glaring problem is. Sure. Uh, and, the, I, and the problem, the glaring problem with uh, The Shape of Water is that it's a huge ripoff from the movie Congo, which is actually our most hated movie wow! ever. Yeah. So here's the thing, <laughs> just, just, just to elaborate on that. Uh, the weird thing about Shape of Water is they don't do a good job of making the fish monster not just like a fish. The whole movie, it <laughs> felt like... Uh, 
He's not. He doesn't talk. He doesn't talk like he understands language and he can he can interact with people. But he's not like uh, he's not that he's not any more sophisticated than an ape that knows how to do sign language. Like it just felt like one of those monkeys that knows sign language, so you can kind of interact with it. But it's not like it's not that human. But she still wants to bang it, and it's really weird. Like I just thought it's weird in a way beyond its initial weird concept. It's weird in a way where I'm just like, this is mildly uncomfortable to watch because she's just banging a monkey that knows how to do sign language. Which leads us to our real most hated (laughs) movie ever of... uh, Congo, (laughs) which is about a monkey who can do sign language. Yeah. And uh, they go to... So in Congo, uh, there is an endangered species of apes Somewhere in Africa or South America, I can can never really tell. Somewhere in the Congo. I don't know where the Congo is. Maybe you can look it up. (laughs) Um, And uh, so they're looking for some gems or some stones or something there. And then the apes kill the research team. So now we got to go rescue the research team or find out what happened to them and uh, and get there and maybe recover our diamonds or something. That's that's basically the entire plot of the movie. Look, the basic the when you strip it down, it's again, it's just about a guy who wants to bang a monkey, uh, <laughs> and then they they hid that with something about diamonds. So you're right. Yeah. Digits. So there's a, there's in a, essence though, it's just about the guy who wants to bang. His lead monkey. researcher man, monkey banger McBangerson, <laughs> uh, is gonna help aid on the expedition to deal with these endangered apes, and he's also bringing his monkey who can do sign language with him because uh, if he doesn't have his wife monkey with him, then he'll have no one to bang on the way to the Congo and then yeah. he'll get super, super sexually frustrated and uh, I don't know, yeah, it, <laughs> it'll, it won't be good. So this, this is another uh, 90s movie that we watched in our forgettable 90s uh, tirade. Uh, we discovered that it is at least somewhat of a, another great So Bad It's Funny flick. It's not, not mind-blowing or anything, but there's definitely some moments that I think are worthy of talking about uh, that are just... It's it's not a comedy. In it's any mostly way. to do with this monkey, and it's mostly <laughs> to do with the monkey or other monkeys. Um, mm. and that's just laughable. Like the whole movie is it's it's this serious tone, but it's so goofy and stupid. So the basic mm-hmm. premise, right? Expedition to go to the Congo. Got to get some diamonds. Uh, we're bringing a monkey with us uh, to to help us. I, I think their explanation is that they're trying to talk to the monkeys or something. Or the so so this monkey who does sign language uh, has a revolutionary technology that can <laughs> yeah, convert your sign amazing. language into Microsoft Sam voice hmm. uh, talking to you, which is not really any different than what we had before because humans know how to read sign language, so the monkey yeah. can just talk to a the, But they the keep research. selling it like the monkey is can speaking. Talk. Yeah, yeah like the is, monkey's speaking. This is another one similar to Lawnmower Man from our last episode where there's like this, not, not as much, but there's this little showcase of a 90s understanding of what future technology is. Because mm-hmm. this is all it is. Yeah, it's a glove where it, it just translates whatever the sign language that you're doing with your hand and then plays it out in an automated speaker voice, like a Stephen Hawking-style voice. Like it's not, It sounds exactly like Stephen Hawking. That's why we watched this. It's not the monkey talking, but everyone in the movie, they're like, my God, this is going to change. Did you see that? That's a talking monkey. It's like, no, it isn't. <laughs> there's, there's, they've taught a bunch of apes to do sign language. That's nothing. Forever. That's nothing new. Apes have always... Mm-hmm. Ate Apes taught us how to do they sign language. They just attached a speaker to it. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> not, not anything new, but everyone in the movie is so impressed with it. Yeah, and they want this... I guess this ape, too, is from the region they're going to or something. From the Congo. So, she, yeah, he wants uh, Amy the ape to Amy teach the ape. 
sign language to the gorillas or something. Some, some, it's a really down. weak. Already creepy. A monkey named Amy. You can tell immediately there's something perverse That's going kind of on. A, yeah. That's pretty humorous. Yeah, but Research McMonkey Bangerson guy is a real, uh, he's, he's a real pervert. He spends the whole trip, he's just tickling the monkey yeah, and like he's playing with her. I didn't even think about the Amy aspect of it. He's definitely, per- like a monkey shouldn't be named Amy. That's no. the very human. It should be named like Scampers or something like that. Amy does Rex. throw, <laughs> she throws like a few insults and stuff at the female scientist because she feels uh, threatened. With the female scientist getting closer to the oh yeah, there's yeah, her the female guy. scientist joins them. Yeah, yeah so what it, does she it, say to it? I don't like that woman. She's she wants she's, to fuck you. No, she says something about her being ugly or something. Yeah, she, oh yeah, yeah, it's really funny. But yeah, Amy's clearly a, a little know. jealous. I can't quite figure it's out great. exactly what they were going for with this aspect of the movie of this guy who has this very uh, personal and, mm-hmm. and even on a physical level like relationship with this ape. Because it's not played up like a joke, like, look at no. this stupid idiot. There's a couple kind of jokes to it, like, but they're jokes made by the assholes of the movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the angle that they're going in because it's creepy and weird in the movie, and it's not, it's not portrayed as funny. We're supposed to yeah. take it seriously, but when you take it seriously, it's creepy it's and not, weird. Yeah, it's not overtly sexual, but it's sexual enough. It's sexual it's like, enough. Ooh, it's, it's it doesn't weird. take. Uh, it's about as sexual as the ripoff movie Shape of Water. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take long to where he's feeding this monkey martinis. Uh, no, oh, in a, a in a fancy martini glass. So, before we get to the, uh, Mr. Martini Man, um, when Amy makes that insult to the woman, mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, I do think that they were trying to bring something to light. Which is that uh, if if you're an unattractive woman, all you have to do is just tell people uh, that they're ugly and that you're actually the attractive uh, <laughs> yeah. woman, because that's that's uh, that's, that's the way to do it. Obviously, say, yeah. she's a monkey. They're ugly <clears throat> as hell. They're, her face looks like a butt. <clears throat> uh, you know, you're never going to compare to an actual human woman. So all you have to do is just tell them that they're ugly, and then then you'll feel better about yourself. Yeah. That's uh, the <laughs> the thinly veiled social yeah. commentary in Congo. Yeah, and at the the beginning of the film, I, I, there's this press conference that this guy's doing. I guess I think the purpose of it was to showcase this technology with yeah, the sign I mean, language. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, in the in the book, though, this press conference is completely different. I guess. It was a bunch of people. He was defending his relationship with Amy. And he bangs the monkey on stage. And people were, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, He's like, look at how good she is. And people wanted him to return Amy to the wild because they thought his relationship with her was... Uh, abusive or something weird like that. So that that actually is him in the book defending his relationship yeah. with Amy. So it's kind of weird in the book I too. I don't understand this aspect of the story of where it like it's it, in essence this movie just ends up being uh, like a really crappy horror movie in the jungle with it's, these, like these with these mm-hmm. weird apes. It's uh, not totally clear why he's bringing her back to the jungle. Because it's not clear to us why he's bringing her back to the jungle, really. Well, he she has, he like, says some, some stuff, well, but it she, doesn't she, really she drew, make sense. The monkey drew some pictures that like looked like this specific jungle in the Congo. That's true. So they, they speculated that the monkey wanted to go back home and that it didn't want to be captive anymore. But why wouldn't she just say that if she can yeah, speak? Yeah, she, she speaks right? pretty good through her sign language thing. And like, yeah. clearly I mean, she can go tell a woman that she's not attractive. I'm sure she can figure out, yeah, like, she's clearly, shelter, she's home. She's clearly banging this professor dude. So yeah. it seems pretty comfortable with where she is. <laughs> she's got a if good I know anything about women. I was going to say, yeah, she's banging him. He's not banging her. Yeah. 
It's a real gold Mueller relationship <laughs> going on there. It's just it's just weird. It's basically the main protagonist of the movie, and the whole time there's this creepy undertone of him wanting to bang a monkey, mm-hmm. and probably Hardy has banged the mm-hmm. monkey. <laughs> It's very weird. It's so he's weird. definitely banged the monkey. They keep talking about these drug bananas that he's feeding the monkey. Uh, you it's got a these, sedative, yeah. You got these drug bananas for, for your oh, monkey. Yeah, yeah Rufy's the, the the ape, man. That's and weird. Then the ape just goes and grabs the banana fully sheathed and then just breaks it in half. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's what she's doing to that guy's dick every yeah. night. <laughs> there's there's this constant reference to him tickling the monkey. Oh, she likes to be tickled. Tickle me. She likes tickle to be tickled. She keeps yeah, saying she keeps that. Saying, oh, yeah, tickle me. Tickle me. And he does so break down weird. and tickle her a couple times, and it's really creepy. Yeah, there's scenes of this guy like tickling, this just monkey. sitting there tickling. This sounds it's, so insanely stupid. Like, are we describing a kids <laughs> movie right now? This, this is like a horror movie. This isn't almost. us doing it's one a of slightly our horror movie. This isn't us doing one of our slapdick synopsis that makes fun no. of the movie. This is actually something that happens in the yeah. movie. Tickle me, <laughs> tickle me. <laughs> I don't know how the Microsoft Sam voice actually sounded like that for some reason. Like it, yeah, didn't, it, it wasn't just, like tickle me. Yeah. It was, yeah, tickle me. Like for some reason, just those words were not those that robotic sound. It would have been great if it was like more of a like a Stephen Hawking style voice, and it was still a female ape. That would have been really funny. Yeah. Speaking of Stephen Hawking. Good riddance. <laughs> You're so smart. Why are you dead? Uh, not so smart anymore. Not so smart anymore. <laughs> See you in the afterlife. Oh, you don't believe in an afterlife. I, See I you don't later. Uh, I don't. Even, I don't have. <laughs> normally, when like a big uh, beloved figure or a celebrity dies, like the fir- my first thought is is what what way can I make fun of this on and post on the internet in some way? I didn't. I didn't really have much for Stephen Hawking. Your but post was hilarious. I did man. have. A, I did have a little post. Uh, but what, the, the what thing. No, you got to. Uh, right, you continue you, on. You find, it, it. find it on my Facebook. It's probably the last thing I posted. Um, he just waves his yes, hand. Yes, find it. it on my Facebook. <laughs> Come on, boy. Find <laughs> it. Um, I, uh, the thing that annoyed me, though, is all these people that I know that have clearly no interest in science. Because Stephen Hawking, he's not like a Neil deGrasse Tyson type where he's somewhat of an entertaining figure to some people. Like Stephen mm-hmm. Hawking's very, like, like by the book, like just yeah. Lec- He's boring as shit. He's not like people who aren't interested in whatever quantum physics, whatever the fuck he was. I have no idea. <laughs> um, they, like they're not going to be. F- oh, oh, I'm so sad. We gro- we lost one of the great minds today, and it's, it's a trip. Blah blah blah. Like I've never seen someone posted something like, you know, most of you don't even care about a figure like this, and it's just like neither do you. You're never talking about any like hard science, like quantum physics stuff. Like mm-hmm. what do you like? I guess, you know, he did die and it's sad and he had a family or whatever, but you don't seem like like your life was influenced in the slightest. I didn't, I didn't even know why he's more well-known than any other physicist. Or... It's because he just looks hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's just too funny. <laughs> not, I guess the Simpsons him. probably made him, made him big. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, yeah, I guess it's like, uh, he, you know, look at this guy. He's just taking advantage of his disease for fame. <laughs> Good riddance. Uh, I hear. Are you ready for me to read you your post? Out? Yeah, I'm excited. I can't I was, wait. I was always under the impression that Stephen Hawking died years ago, and they've just been wheeling him around <laughs> weekend at Bernie's style. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually like I think that was a nicer version of what actually went on in my head when I came up with that. No. Just like, it's like, have you seen him? I thought he was already dead. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> looks, what you said. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you got it. So um, nailed it. 
Why don't we get to our gremlin of the week here? Exciting time of the week. Gremlin of the week. I cannot wait till this ends. Braden's never. Braden continues to hoard all the gremlin of the weeks to himself. I am. I'm a greedy boy. Speaking of martinis, which you mentioned ten minutes ago, and I didn't properly segue. My most gremlin of the week. Bartender gremlins! Bartender gremlins. So uh, this could be a number bar. of gremlins. Yeah, they're, they're all drunk. <laughs> In Gremlins 2, the sing-along uh, portion of it, Sandwich The nicely, great music number. Yes. They see New York, New York, or whatever it is. Sandwiched very neatly in between the tattoo gremlin and, <laughs> <laughs> and the tourist. You all know him. And the tourist gremlins is the bartender gremlin. So it's... Uh, you're seeing just tons of gremlins on the screen. And then after the tourist gremlins, I believe it is, it pans over to, again, a gremlin who you saw earlier in the film, the vegetable gremlin, who Troll Josh brought in before, I believe. And a gremlin walks up to him and picks an olive off of him. And then... Uh, it's a bartender and he drops it into a martini glass. Oh, gross. And then <laughs> That's he. disgusting. Yeah, so gross. And then he goes up to the other bartender. They both have like these weird collars and the way they're dressed anyway. And the other bartender has like one of those tap things that a bartender would fill, like the, oh, you want, I want a rum and coke. And they just take the tap and fill yeah, it with yeah, coke. Yeah, they, they put their thumb on the switch yeah. and it's. He has it one of those. The tube. And he just sprays the other gremlin with water instead. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, and that's it. Plays so. a prank on him. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, fill my martini glass. And he, he gets shakes with his water. hand with a buzzer on his hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do those actually shock you or do they just make a buzz? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I never saw them in real life. I only ever saw them in cartoons. It'd be funny if they gave you a like, gave you an erection. We had a- it. <laughs> like, oh no! Oh! <laughs> for some reason, that'd be a, yeah. They just use that, just sell that in the kids' shop for kid for prank. We used to have some sort of prank store uh, downtown. San Francisco. Yeah, is that yeah. that place? That was in the Abbotsford have- Mall too, man. They'd have the funniest stuff. You they- have uh, like gum those- you could pull out and like a little would snap your. Yeah, finger. I remember. Yeah. I remember they had a plastic black like cell phone and you pull out the antenna and the antenna was just a penis. <laughs> 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 like just the dumbest things. No. Nobody would should that, spend their money on that store was. I can't. It's so funny. I can't imagine the rampant amount of theft that took place at that store. <laughs> it was always just tiny and jam packed with these, yeah, these little knick knack like prankster things, and it's always just children in there. Yeah. It does not surprise me that that's still not a store. I don't know business. if it still exists, but it doesn't oh, exist in our shoplifting. Like, but in the back was all the like the 18A stuff. Yeah, and it I was all like the that. nudity, weird. I, I don't even know what they had, like posters or something in the back, but <laughs> it was the weirdest yeah, store. Yeah, I, I don't know, because I, I, I think we had the video store in town too, and I remember they had an 18A room, right? You could, I, and you mm-hmm. couldn't go in there. And I, yeah. it's like, what did it look like in there? Like, were the walls just painted with dildos? Or like, like what was in, what was in <laughs> that room, right? When you're. They like, didn't want you to see the provocative covers and taint your developing mind. They don't, don't want to taint it. It was it, it was porno that was on the walls. Yeah, just a regular room with porno on the walls and yeah. norm, same shaped yeah. cases. Everything, everything. They're not, I've modeled my living room after that that room. So just thinking about what could be behind an 18A curtain is like you just imagine that there's a whole other world in there. I did. I, don't, I didn't. I just thought there was porno back there, and there probably was. I don't think it's I ever went back lights. in there. By the time I was, I old never went to back appreciate there. Porn. It was like. 
Yeah, I'm a real porn weird. appreciator. <laughs> you know what Aficionado. I mean. You know what I mean. Like by the time you're a teenager. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. So we gotta close the Gremlins segment. Okay. Muller's favorite segment of the week. Gremlin of the week. So we've talked about my uncle Lee a few times on this show before. Uncle Leo. Yeah, Uncle Leo. Hello. He makes a lot of great conservative posts on his Facebook, which are always great. Uncle Lee. Yeah. Always spot. This guy's a legend. Is he a baby boomer? I think he's 50. Oh, he yeah, sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. He's is. on the cusp. He's on the cusp. I don't think that he would like Born to be Wild or Kiss or any of that. Like, he would like sci-fi. And okay, well, you'll have to find out so, he wouldn't, I, know, he, so I know what to think of him. Like, this, the, the baby boomer. Here's the other thing baby boomers do is they talk about, like, especially women, and they talk <laughs> about music, and they say, oh, that's so funky. Yeah, right? yeah. It's oh, like, it's so funky. All their descriptions of stuff sound so lame. That's maybe not, that's a good one to say for like them. anything okay. with a good beat. Oh, yeah. oh, they're so funky. Yeah. Like I, I hate it. Like it, like and 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 whenever I talk to like I, whenever I talk to a younger person, uh, and it's always a woman. I've never heard a guy say this. It's it's always a woman. Anytime I hear a younger woman say this, I just like I just think. You just aged yourself thirty years <laughs> when you when you just said that it makes you seem so out of touch and uh, it's it, yeah it's I get it it's got a good beat oh it's so funky mm, oh yeah, man like doesn't it, face they make when they're saying oh that. man they're so proud of it like yeah like they're <laughs> they're so proud of it as if. <laughs> Save, it, save this for a baby boomer. Well, I've already, I've ever already gone through it. I, I feel like <laughs> if, if you have more to add, just add it now because I, I don't have much more to say. Other than, other than that, I, I feel like they're trying to make themselves feel young by, by saying that. Like, I it, think it, they're dumb enough to think they are still young. <laughs> So what's what's yeah, idiot? So what's up with your uncle Leo? What did he? Right, do? right. So Leo, yeah. So uh, my my uncle Lee is the one who introduced me to the the Christian Review website where uh-huh. they, they tell you about all the things that happen in Saw and all the swearing, right? And it's, right. And it, and it's it's you know, so it's very anti swearing and whatnot. And so I got into a discussion with him about it because I thought, well, you probably shouldn't listen to this podcast then. <laughs> uh, so we had a family dinner the other night, and he goes, "Hey, yeah, I listened to an episode of." Uh, an episode of your podcast or whatnot and oh, on no. this topic of swearing it's i guess it's not it's not as it's not super crazy he wasn't he which episode did he listen to i don't remember i think it was an older one okay uh, i think it was the hobbit because he wanted to listen to something he had already seen the movie right uh, he probably loves the hobbit love. uh yeah i think he hated it and then he liked it he's Actually, that's funny too. <laughs> uh, so uh, he, he, I t- talked to him about it. Yeah, we got this. You know, The Hobbit sucks and uh, whatever. He goes, but you know, I rewatched The Hobbit and I and I just watched it in half hour increments for all eight hours of it, and then I skipped the scenes that were boring, and it was actually pretty good. <laughs> if if you watch it in half hour increments, you just ignore everything that's terrible about it. And <laughs> yeah, find a way to. To, yeah, just to, by, to bypass its incredibly sluggish pace. I mean, I guess that was basically our opinion was if you cut out all of the filler there's and a, cut a, out half, there there's could a, be... Between the three movies, there's a fan edit in there. Yeah, there, there's a... There's, there's a, a one-movie fan edit. Yes. But one, yeah. one point that he made, he said, as soon as you guys get into making a persuasive argument, there's not much swearing at all. As soon as you're thinking about making an actual argument and when you're just bantering on nonsense. So there's, there's, the, there's the Christian pragmatic perspective on swearing. That it's, I guess it's hard to swear when you're putting together an, a, lot, a, a more of a logical argument. I don't know. I was throwing around quite a few uh, 
fuck bombs uh, during my baby, <laughs> ba- during my baby boomer screed. Yeah, it's so not not a not a cohesive argument. I think I think no, he was, was saying when we get into cohesive. when we get into the actual movie thing when it's it's more, more of that. So I thought that was I thought that was kind of interesting. So back to uh, back to Congo here. I'm gonna jump to the volcano. Um. Yeah, I guess we can jump right to it. The best scene in Congo. The whole movie. By far. I mean, most of the movie is just boring and not very good. <laughs> um, There's one. There, there, I wouldn't even say it's really worth watching. And as much as I no, do think no. it has some. So it's bad, our most hated movie of the week. Yeah, it has some so bad. Well, it's funny qualities, but not in a way, not not in a way that makes it worth it to watch. I wouldn't recommend no. people watch this. Yeah. So we had a, we had an ongoing joke. That uh, when we from for <laughs> oh, yeah. for years since we had first watched this because there's a scene where they're flying in a helicopter uh, in a plane <laughs> and a bunch of uh, primitives uh, down below in Nigeria or wherever fire a rocket launcher up up at the plane, which you go okay already that's ridiculous because how are you going to hit a plane that's moving with It'd just a stupid rocket launcher right it's not a helicopter that's just hovering like it's flying by you uh, and then this scientist lady who has no real experience in the army or anything, fires a flare out. She boots the door open like a badass. Boots the door out. That's probably the most incredulous part of it, to be honest. And then she shoots a flare out and hits the missile and and blows it up. I think she does it twice, actually. They do it several. And we were always laughing at how ridiculous this was. And it's like, oh, what a stupid movie. Like, yeah, what an incredulous thing that she's done. And then we were watching it uh, yesterday, the thing that pieced together the gap was that they're heat-seeking missiles, <laughs> and that the flare so, was following. The yeah, so, so they just follow the flare, which the is a, scene, which is a common thing. That's this, how you deal with heat-seeking missiles: is flares. I, I rewatched that scene this morning, and uh, <laughs> it it's still a weird scene, though. When we, we we talked about how she just like she just boots the door open, like her instinct, it, she knew what to this do. This is in a plane, and it's yeah. got you know it's a it's a door in a plane. It has like a vacuum seal. She starts to turn the knob, and it's not quite going quick enough, so she just hammers her foot down on the door and it just cracks right open. It's like, this is this dainty little, like very average looking woman. Like she's not some crazy muscle bodybuilder. She doesn't look like a tomboy or anything No, like and that. she just kicks this, what would definitely be like a vacuum sealed, like, like super locked tight door. She just boots it, rips it right off and then shoots it at the side. And it's just so weird because there was no part of her that they like this is a good way into the movie i'm going to say close to an hour into the movie there's no part of the movie that built her up as being uh, yeah, super as badass that she turned out to be. <laughs> you guys looked like such idiots after this. Because even after watching it a second time, I saw it. I, I, immediately, I thought, oh, they're heat-seeking missiles. That makes sense. And you guys, no, no, they're not. And right, we had to the, rewind it. Such fools. You're, you're still one of the fools that also got tricked by it. No, I, as soon as I saw it a second time, I knew. You're a home a second, Yeah, a second time. <laughs> So they so the whole movie leads up to them getting to the to to the Congo Island, which it, it really they could have cut out a good forty minutes oh, in between. Oh yeah, or they more. waste they also waste a lot of time of them just walking through the jungle and nothing really. Because there's happening. not much of a story to tell here. No, Michael Crichton's could, a hack. It's about an hour and forty minutes. You could cut a solid. Mm, I'm gonna say about forty minutes from it. So it's the same novel writer as Jurassic Park. Yeah, Michael, Michael Crichton. 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 Yeah, Crichton. Uh, Critinus uh, fellow. Criterion. So this movie is basically <laughs> like a worse version of The Lost World, the second. The person. Lawnmower Man. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it's like a. It's just like, did he write The Lawnmower Man too? No, just Stephen King. <laughs> that was a, yeah, that was a Stephen King. Stephen King. Of course, of course, we talked about Sorry. that. Um, so 
it's hard to put into perspective the wrongdoing that the protagonists take part in in this movie. Yeah, well, the whole movie, it's, it's mostly build-up, and the only entertainment you get from the build-up is mostly just watching this creepy dude wanting to tickle his monkey. Yeah, he, he's just tickling his and tickle uh, me. Which is not made any more normal while watching Never, it never. It sounds <laughs> just as ridiculous as I just said it. Um, but the movie has a big payoff. This movie has uh, one of my favorite payoffs of any movie, I think. One of one of the best payoffs. Yeah, and we should establish too that this, especially the scientist, you know, he loves monkeys. Yeah, we, he, a little too much. Definitely uh, too much. And uh, and he's trying to bring his monkey back to the wild and try to acclimate her. Uh, it's very clear that the. I think he's the protagonist. It's hard to tell, to be they honest. They don't do a great job of setting up the protagonist. Whether it's, there's no one likable. There's no one. Like, that's actually one of the things I wanted to point out. Is there's a, a a fundamental problem with this movie. There's no real protagonist to get behind. They don't. Not only do they not do a good job of setting up the protagonist, whether it's the guy who wants to bang the monkey or the researcher lady who's kind of a bitch. Uh, but there's no one you can get behind because the guy wants to bang a monkey and the other lady's kind of a bitch. Yeah, you want it. Well, I <laughs> mean, yeah, it's like you, no one to you get gotta behind. choose between a goat fucker and a woman, <laughs> and you're not gonna choose either. Yep. <laughs> so uh yeah, so they've established though that he has this interest in animals. Yeah. In helping in helping animals and researching He's borderline them. hippie-ish. He yeah, and and he has a world uh He's he's aware and and concerned with with the the ecosystem of the world. Yeah. Right. And keeping things running natural uh, and balanced. So the way that they portray the villains in this movie, which is basically these evil monkeys, yes. is is they're they're going to kill you, and they're these ugly e- evil monkeys. Yeah. In actuality. They're no one has ever seen these monkeys before, so they're an endangered species. They're most definitely an endangered they're, species. They're a mm-hmm. brand Ultra new... Ultra rare. There's only like 20 of them. They're a brand new species. So when the, the quote, protagonists of the movie get to this volcano where all these monkeys are hanging out... Uh, what they do is they pull out a bunch of guns and mow down <laughs> yeah. all of these monkeys. So it's really got to be painted. That what I think what they were going for in the movie is that they were some kind of like almost mythical creature that, that was hunting them. That's, or not hunting them, but that just clearly violent and evil in nature. But when you actually watch the movie as it's presented... And and what those apes are doing, they're just acting like they're just big. They're just big gorillas that are pretty ugly, and they have uh, almost white fur. Uh, but they just act like gorillas would. Like gorillas are very territorial. Mm-hmm. They very, talk about that in the movie. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they're very aggressive. They will attack you, and they're extremely strong when they do it. Like there's nothing in about these evil uh, uh, white-haired gorillas that's that much different from any other gorilla. The except only that they just look different. The only thing that's different about them is that for some reason they keep trying to say that gorillas don't attack humans in the movie. They keep trying to say <laughs> yeah. that they're like sharks. So they, they unless mm-hmm. you draw blood, they won't really go for you. No, there's hardly any attacks. Or it's like gorillas will just rip your arm off yeah, if you're in, in, infringing on their territory. Yeah, if you're encroaching on their territory, they're definitely going to attack you. Like, yeah. gorillas attack other gangs of gorillas for encroaching on their territory. I saw 2001. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's where it all... This yeah. is, this, and the Congo is just a big 2001 <laughs> ripoff. Maybe the other way around. Yep. Uh, uh, I gotcha. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the gorillas are the bad guys because they're, they're bred, basically, 
and it's explained in the movie, um, to guard these this diamond mine. And are they? Yeah, they are. And it's it's well. In what I don't remember them saying that, but it's kind of hinted they, at. But what in um, what way are they bred? In the book, well, basically, I read you're the, reading on the book synopsis. The book, I don't remember what this supposedly being in happens the movie. is these people, uh, the these gorillas are like gorilla chimp human hybrids. Oh, and they they're bred specifically they to guard, about any to guard this, the these diamonds. So okay, you got to leave these explanations out of here, Braden. Anyway, they're still the just, what I'm saying they're is still just acting on their nature, and yeah, not, and none of that is made clear and, in the movie. And sure, but the, the humans are yeah, they're walking into their home, and the gorillas are the bad guys for defending their home. So <laughs> the gorilla, the gorillas happen to live in this this volcanic cave, in essence, where there's a bunch of these super rare diamonds that the company's the company that the lady works. For I is really need to, get to, to. I really want to establish though that there's no scene where the gorillas go outside of their zone and like they no. they travel into some village mm. and they kill some they, kid and now they so got to go kill they're the defending gorilla. their home they're just staying in yes. this one cave they specifically only get attacked by these these white gorillas only show up uh, at the very end of the movie when they enter their territory there's a little bit at the beginning where someone else enters, enters their, their territory, territory Bruce Campbell attacked. which is the best part of the movie yeah well and a huge a huge waste of Bruce Campbell in this movie he's only in it for like maybe five what minutes he didn't want to be he in had the rest. best line he in does? the movie which was what the line? I don't remember what it Quit was. Quit monkey. <laughs> He's like, uh, monkey time's over. No, yeah. yeah, no monkey puns. That's a, that's a yeah. big, big I can't simple. remember what he said. It was great. There yeah. is a great Bruce Campbell moment because it's at the very beginning. He's filming something and then he walks into the jungle and it does like a close-up of his face as the monkey's attacking him. So you don't actually see the monkey. You just see Bruce Campbell. And he gives out like a big Bruce Campbell like, ah! And it, it just, it looks, it's shot like something out of Evil Dead. Yeah. Almost. It's a pretty classic Bruce, Bruce Campbell, Campbell moment. From the but Evil that's Dead. it. And he's dead and within the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah, maybe he, he they had to get rid of him because he would have been competing do, for the monkey. You're supposed to do that with James Franco, not Bruce <laughs> <laughs> all wrong. Kill James Franco in the first five minutes, not Bruce Campbell. <laughs> so these monkeys are just minding their own business. Yeah, every, that's, that's the premise. Like everything or, about the way they've presented it is these are just gorillas acting territorial, which gorillas do, and they're very aggressive and strong like gorillas. We got to make this clear as to what what the, what the payoff ends up being. Um, yeah, it's just, it's also it's just a weird thing to have as your villain. What's it's just a wild animal. <laughs> well, like a horror movie mm -hmm. kind of that makes a little bit of sense. There's lots of horror movies that have animals that are you're in the jungle and some animal predator, perfect example. Anaconda. But again, it's not like the these gorillas were really again like you say going out of their way to to hunt them or come in. The descent, right? Like it's they're this, going into their territory. It's this menacing yeah. creature that keeps you know attacking their. It's not their, a crazy horror plot line that you go into some monsters no. area. It's I, a I boring adventure movie. Not even an adventure movie. It's, it's not. It's not anything. What is it even? Like it, what kind of movie is this up until the end? It's so boring. Uh, like what it's is a it? Michael a drama movie, man. Like it's a drama. It's not even that. There's nothing dramatic it's in a it. Family movie. Teaches you kind about gorilla of, sex. Yeah, it's the new agenda. It's just, it just happens to you. And then... It's just a bad movie. Well, yeah. I think that's one of the things that we were talking about is that this movie has just no tone at all. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. totally toneless. There's jokes that are just inserted randomly. And you're like, that was actually really funny. But none of the rest of this movie has been funny. And yeah. then this part was really gory. But none of the rest of the movie was yeah. really gory. And... This one has a lot of monkey rape uh, in it, and uh, none of the yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I guess Wait, the there's a lot movie. of that. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of that. Okay, that's I guess that's what this movie is. It's just a big yeah. I thought while watching it that this movie bestiality propaganda. This movie uh, achieved the impossible in that it has absolutely no tone at all. Like it's not presented really flat, which is that's type of tone. It's yeah, it's not, not like it, it's kind of serious, but not. Yeah, there's kind because of because they've an, got monkeys that kind the guys of an having adventure sex with. vibe. There's some 
comedy bits that aren't presented well as comedy bits. Mm-hmm. So you're not sure if it's funny that this guy is banging this monkey or if it's just really creepy. But he's also the protagonist. And then yeah, it kind of like it's kind of horrorish at the end. But mm-hmm. then your 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 horror creature's just a gorilla, and he's not doing anything out of his out of the norm it's completely toneless it's i don't so like weird. it's so it's bizarre to watch that's that that's the weird thing about tone too because tone is not something you notice until it's wrong yeah right like you you just you watch uh you you watch lord of the rings and you just go yeah that's just lord of the rings right and it's like no there is a very specific tone right there's this adventure there's a bit of comedy there's a bit of seriousness it's a classic it's a classic epic mm-hmm. right and uh and and but you're just not going to notice because it all fits together. So when you start seeing those, they don't fit together like this movie. Yeah, they're like there. I don't remember what that joke was. Oh, th- that's what the joke was. So um, the the researcher runs into this gorilla, right? And the guy and and all the guys behind him, the natives, uh, the primitives, they say they're saying to him, well. It's going to charge you, so you just got to stare it down, and then it'll leave you alone. Oh yeah, the right. And, and they're trying to encourage him to be to be courageous, and he does. And then the and then the monkey, the, the the gorilla goes away because he's held his ground. And then the camera turns over, and all the natives are hiding behind a tree because yeah. they were they were scared, even though they had given him this was, advice it like was it was no big deal. By far the most legitimately competent moment. It was funny. Movie. It was yeah. a really funny scene, and none of the rest it of the was, movie had anything like that. It was filmed to be funny. Uh, it, it was, was intentionally funny, funny, and it all made sense. And the sh- and and the joke was mostly dictated by the shot. Yeah, very it, competent. It, totally, totally normal. Only time in the movie that that happened. Um, but I think I think maybe before we get to the great payoff, the great of volcano movie, payoff. Uh, let's uh, mm-hmm. let's get let's get the advertising yeah, out of the way. Let's here. get some let's get Make some sure money these here. these companies get their time in. So um, okay, let's. I uh, got my notes here. Is uh, is <clears throat> is nuclear war with North Korea a certain doom that terrifies you and fills you with anxiety? Are you horrified at the idea that your president might just get smashed one day and launch nuclear missiles at whomever he pleases on a whim? Why is it that you're allowed to drive a car drunk, but you certainly can drive the war machine of nuclear weapons while slammed to the bone? Introducing Prezi Breath. Prezi Breath is an all-new presidential breathalyzer that gets the president to blow before he gets to blow up the world. (laughs) How it works is simple. Step one, when the president is blasting ass and drunk as a fiddler's bitch, he may feel an extra need to press the nuclear launch buttons. Since he got rid of those nuclear launch codes because they're so hard to remember, the danger of this is especially high. With Prezi breath, the president simply needs to volunteer to blow into our patented breathalyzer technology. Remember, Prezi breath is actually optional. There's no stopping a president who really, really feels like launching nukes. Step two. If the Prez blows over a 1.5 on the scale, twice the legal limit for driving, Using Prezi Breath's patented dot matrix printing power, it will print out a report stating, you're true, too drunk for war, Prez. Step three, upon seeing his results, the president will likely be distracted from the nukes and pass out before he gets a chance to remember what he was up to in the first place. 
So let all your worries about nuclear war be pushed aside as the president gets another opportunity to think about whether nuclear war can be averted. We don't guarantee he'll take it, but at least you'll feel safer. Prezi breath for a brighter future. Is this, this whole company uh, predicated on two potential sales? <laughs> What's the other president? Well, you could the also, vice you, president? You, know, you could also say uh, the dictator. Works on vice presidents, too. You could also too. say the dictator of North Korea. He's also right. got his you know, finger on a, a hilarious button that'll yeah, he also Yeah, yeah he would also be distracted. One big red button. <laughs> big red button. You just push it. It's right on the desk there. So in North Korea, do you think that their launch button is a weight-activated button, so you have to be really fat in order for it to work? <laughs> That way only Kim Jong-il or Un or whoever guess, can use it. I guess everyone else is like starving. So yeah, everyone else. Yeah, is, that's, that's how they keep the other people from launching it. The button's actually in, in the town square in North Korea. Anyone can do it, but no one's heavy enough mm-hmm. except for the president. <laughs> Pretty good. Okay, thanks, right. Prezi Breath, for the vote. Vote Prezi Breath. Uh, for the for the hopefully, ads. Hopefully they make their one sale. Yeah, it's better, yeah, it better be like a billion dollars. Then they, then they can, then they're done. Yeah, I mean, they're just grasping at straws, really, as as uh-huh. you can tell. Uh, so back to the great volcano heist. Is there a promo code we can give our, our uh, customer? Yeah, if you're, if, you're the, if you're the president uh, <laughs> listening, just uh, type in real prez <laughs> to uh, prezibreath.com. There you go. So I don't know if I should call this the great volcano heist or the great... Or, 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 or the great uh, volcano massacre. <laughs> it's funny. I had a, like the, the thing that I just jotted down in my notes. I know we don't like to reference notes, but whatever. Uh, is the Great Gorilla Laser Massacre of 1995? <laughs> <That's pretty> <laughs> of 1995. But it's funny that you also thought of like the Great whatever. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, as we said, this movie has a huge payoff. We've been. It's it's like the one thing that makes this movie. If you're gonna watch it, this is the thing that'll make it work. And it's only about 60 seconds, so Not we long, have to rewind it a few times. But it's times. still a big payoff. It's hilarious. So the funny thing about these diamonds, for some reason they seem to power their laser weapons that they've brought with them, that the researchers have brought with them. Yeah, the whole comp- the company that funds this whole expedition and these researchers out there, they need these diamonds to fund that works for their laser? I don't know. They oh, What's with all of these things? They always have some insidious company funding the researchers <laughs> to go there, and they're like, oh, this company, they're just getting us to get weapons. It's like, you wouldn't even be going if they weren't funding you, you jackass. <laughs> like, it's like, you want to you get some stuff done, you got to make some compromise. It's not that yep. complicated. No, they should just they should just fund us and uh, and just send and we just won't give them anything in return. Yeah, <laughs> so sounds good. Somehow they're a company. Somehow <laughs> uh, this laser that they made only it's a laser gun, I should say. Uh, this laser gun that they made only works with this very specific ultra rare diamond found in this cave that's guard, the, where the monkeys also live. How, how did they build the gun to work that way? Uh, if, if and it, also they have other lasers. Sense. They have other lasers because if you remember when they were camping, they had a laser perimeter grid that was that was cutting up monkeys when they were trying to drive through. So they have other lasers, but they're not like this <laughs> laser. Uh, and they really need those diamond things for this laser, which does a basic, apparently about, about the same thing. So they get to the inside of this uh, the cave on the side of a volcano, which is like the heart of, of where the monkeys live. Like that's 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 that, their territory. That's their territory. Uh, they basically get surrounded by apes. Uh, there's good and bad humans in there, whatever. Uh, and they're all screwed because there's so many of these gorillas, or these evil gorillas that are just going to 
beat the fuck out of them. Probably eat them too, I would assume, if they're anything like real gorillas. Um, and the one research lady uh, chimes back into her her super badassness, uh, and she she stumbles into like a little side room in the cave where she finds a whole bunch of these crystals. She chips one piece of it down to put in in the, the laser gun, which she had on her, and just oh, what was the line she delivers? She, oh, that's goes, something like, oh, they're about to enter the endangered. Let's put them back on the endangered species list. Or yeah, something. yeah, that <laughs> was awesome. Like the She's the good, scientist. Yeah, this is like the good, supposed to be the person you're rooting for. And again, can't, I can't stress this enough when we describe this screen. These are just gorillas being gorillas. Then they entered their territory to steal. It's just like going into a zoo and shooting the animals <laughs> for, for being there. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, but a zoo full of endangered species. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she busts out this laser gun. She's like, yeah, let's put them back on the endangered species list. And it's just this, this constant, it's not like a Star Wars laser where it, just, it shoots bullets, basically. It's like a constant stream laser and she just like, just lines it across. She just teeter, teeters it around the whole room, just a, a, a Fulcrum. And there's this great <laughs> shot. Uh, I love the shot. It, 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 to me, is the climax of the movie, uh, of this ape just standing there. He doesn't even look like he's about to do anything <laughs> evil. And the laser goes across his arm and cuts his hand off. And he's like, oh! Like, it makes this like completely, like this ape sound of, like, oh, my God! And his arm, like, it's pretty graphic, too. Like, it's a bloody movie. It cuts his hand off. And it cuts blood. his hand off, and he holds, like, where the arm got cut. Like, he's, he's, clearly, he's clearly in pain and just <laughs> screaming. And then so right good. at this time, uh, I don't know if it was a coincidence or if it was caused by the laser or whatever, but the volcano starts to erupt. They made, I don't know why the volcano. I don't starts remember to why either. They made, they alluded earlier in the movie that it was it was due for an eruption or something or an earthquake that might cause the eruption. You, you definitely missed the 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 one shot where she drags the laser across the room and hits four monkeys in oh, the we're butt. Still, we're still that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she can, just like yeah. and they all jump forward as like their butts get chopped off. By the <laughs> she, is, she like she continues to just act like. Yeah. Uh, at, to act like John Matrix at the end of Commando, just gunning down like awesome. Yeah, most of the monkeys aren't even approaching her or attacking no. anyone. They're like almost every <laughs> shot is the monkeys are just standing around, and she and every time the laser hits them, they light on fire yeah. too. So there's like a cloud of fire that that's and it spans up. across. And there's like shots of of monkey corpses just cut in half, right in half, brutally. Their organs are yeah, their organs trailing are out. like hanging out. So as this as she's just massacring a bunch of apes that were doing nothing. Uh, oh, this volcano starts to go off and the cave starts to get filled with uh, lava that's just spewing out of like every nook and cranny or, or whatever. So they got to escape and the ape, and there's just, there's tons of these apes. I'm going to say there's like somewhere between 30 to 50 apes, yeah. maybe, if we, if we were Sounds to about right. them. And you just see them get overrun by this lava. It's just spewing in like, like a crazy waterfall. Uh, it's not slow, probably like what I imagine real lava is probably like. It's just spewing in, and the apes have nowhere to go, and they start like jumping off sides of like rock that they that they were mm -hmm. clearly living in, and just diving with nowhere to go, just accidentally and, and maybe intentionally just jumping into the lava. <laughs> and it's so funny. Again, I have to make it clear: these are just innocent gorillas that they came in and attacked for diamonds, <laughs> massacred them, and then the left were 
the rest were just left to be completely swept away by burning lava. There's just all these shots of gorillas doing uh, cannonballs into the lava. Yeah. <laughs> Cannonball. a, lot, a lot of them, it just looked like they purposely jumped off into the lava. They didn't even, some of them were pushing other ones well, off yeah, as they were running by. You, at first it seemed like, oh, this one slipped because it had nowhere to go. The other one ran into another one and knocked it into it. But then some of them just looked like they were doing, yeah, like cannonballs. <laughs> That's into exactly it. what it looked like. And again, yeah. I don't know exactly what they were going for yeah but it's it's a beautiful it's again this scene is only about two minutes total but it's it's a it's an amazing climax. i think what makes it so uh off-putting or whatever it is yeah. is that is is i think it is the shots of the monkeys if they had had the monkey if if they had instead had the monkey um you know they're attacking one of the guys and yes. then she shoots him yes. you'd be like oh okay she's defending it's him it's a defense but she yeah. does it for one or two monkeys who's attacking them and then it's just like 10 shots of her yeah. just that's what i mean it's like monkeys. it's like john matrix at the end of commando just <laughs> gunning down well, at least those people. guys are kind of shooting him yeah they were really yeah. but i mean but that's how she's acting yeah. but but like you say they are just monkeys just some of, them, monkeying some around. of them not even doing anything. Some of them just standing in the background, like, take this, you apes. Like <laughs> you damned her. No more <laughs> monkeying around. Yeah, that yeah, that would they missed out, they out missed on out some on great one-liners. The endangered species list line was pretty good. Not amazing, but uh, you know, at it least was, they, it at least they put it in. It wasn't silly enough for how silly the scene was, though. Not enough monkeying that, around stuff. That would have been great. <laughs> yeah, it's, Though Monkey pre- time is over. <laughs> Perhaps would have made it too self-aware, though. Joel Josh had a great one-liner when she was sleeping in the tent earlier, and she can hear just all the, the night jungle noises going on, and she's kind of just like, like you know, just uneasy, oh, can't sleep. the Congo, it's and, scary. And, I'm from the first world, not the third. And Josh goes, it's a jungle out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, would, <laughs> that, that would have been a great one-liner. Um, yeah, you, we also forgot to mention that, well, I didn't forget, but uh, there's, there's a, a monkey that attacks them while they're in another cave maybe 20 minutes before this scene and then the guy just goes and blows the monkey's head <laughs> off with a, with, yeah. a, with a pistol and it's, it's yeah. there's, there's just... It's a weird thing to shoot a gorilla in the face. Yeah, it's showing, right, especially when you know they they had no idea this this species of ape were actually there, and they, and they've never heard of them. They're like, it doesn't look anything like any other ape we've seen before. So this is it, at the very least an ultra rare, but it's most definitely this has got to be endangered. If I try to compare, and they're just blasting it in the face with a magnum, no compassion. <laughs> if you try to compare it's it, great. I would compare it to something maybe like Indiana Jones. Uh, as far I'm trying to trying to find a tone, but mm-hmm. as far as what's appropriate or not, Indiana Jones has kind of gory, but it's it's yeah, it's it, like I think this is pretty. This is a a little bit more, but pretty close. And and you imagine if they're shot something in Indiana Jones, if they had to shoot a monkey, they'd probably shoot him in the, the stomach or the heart or something, and then the monkey would topple over. Like you can't imagine Indiana Jones shoot shooting a monkey in the front so of the face. In the face. It, it, there's there's something about it that yeah that that describes far less compassion. It's than the lack. It's makes the sense. complete and utter not only the lack of compassion, but that the filmmakers didn't even consider that <laughs> angle. That it's like oh this is kind of awful. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> this, this doesn't make anything. our protagonists. It doesn't put them in a good light at all. It's like you said, it would have worked if they had only killed ones that were like, yeah, like just like sitting on top of a human and about to like kill it and, and smash it. They the needed face to do a better like, job of making the monkeys villains. Yeah, they because did not all they do did that. was say that they defended their own territory. There was not a snippet of them doing anything outside of the norm for gorillas. 
and then yeah. they just shoot it in the face with a laser yeah. and a magnum. And that's the problem is that because they're supposed to be the monsters or the or the villains, and it's yeah. like oh, they're just a bunch of apes though. Like it's they're, they're picking a fight with a bunch of animals. It's kind of like it reminded me a bit of Starship Troopers where. There's yeah. just these insects minding their own business, yes. but the humans have just started a war They've with them. They've built a huge like war propaganda <laughs> yeah. machine against the bugs. Yeah, they're just picking a fight with a bunch of animals. I mean, so unlikable, not good villains and not no. good protagonists. No. I, again, the 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 triangle of movies, story, Other story tone, and characters. It's an utter uh, failure of a movie. But there's no way if they had made this movie with like a proper tone and proper like villain and protagonist and antagonist mechanisms, if they had made that movie properly, there's no payoff it could have ever had that would have been as good as the, as chopping as that good as the Great off. Gorilla Massacre, <laughs> Laser, Laser Massacre, Massacre of 1995. <laughs> <laughs> so I think they made the right decisions in the end. Yeah, it turns out Congo, uh, that's, what, that's what The Shape of Water got wrong. And that's they, 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 why The Shape of Water is our, is our most, most hated, hated movie <laughs> ever because they, they missed out on the laser massacre. Yeah. They had the... They had the creepy bestiality aspect of it, you know, one check mark, yeah. but, but not the rest. Uh, the other, the last thing that comes to mind for me that we very briefly mentioned is a monkey with a martini, and it, mm-hmm. it was it was a it was a vital part of it when they're just they're just sitting on a plane and the monkey indicates that that she wants a drink, Amy wants a drink, so the guy goes Amy. into the back and he grabs, <laughs> he grabs one of those martini shakers yeah. and he starts shaking her up a drink and gives her a martini in a, in a martini glass. Yeah, and the monkey holds it properly. Holds everything. it properly so as funny. well. And, and again, you're trying to think about the tone of this movie. You're like, what is, yeah. is it supposed to, like? Because to me, it seems like Dun- a- Dunstan checks in. Or one of these other yeah. weird monkey movies from the '90s. That's a kids movie. Yeah, I was gonna say, it seems like yeah, like a kids movie, like a comedy kids. They're portrayed movie thing. like living with a monkey, and it's and it's funny. A monkey drinking a martini, drinking a martini is sign, funny. Sign language, you know, that lady's ugly and whatever. <laughs> and that one scene where they first they meet those like military guys in Africa, and you don't really notice it, but Amy's just sitting there in a chair, and every time it goes over her once in a while, she just has a cigar in her mouth the whole scene. <laughs> the, the monkey's just smoking She's the whole time. Smoking. But the but yeah, and it's 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 it should be funny but it's it's just weird it's not funny for the reason that you it, it's supposed to be funny we're laughing at it but we know that they didn't make it no but again if yeah. they, it's so hard to tell whether this, they intended that to be funny if this was a dumb kids movie where they had like yeah a talking monkey and it's drinking a martini glass it might be funny for kids cuz it's you know stupid shitty kids i movie. would find that funny even i don't know i think i found it funny here I was ahead of monkey but you found it funny because they they presented it straight right it's not like that would just be a silly dumb thing that maybe some kids would Enjoy a talking monkey that's smoking cigars. But kids or shouldn't be watching this movie because we're cutting <laughs> monkeys in half and their organs and entrails are are mm-hmm. displayed. The first scene as Bruce like somebody's eyeball gets thrown into Bruce Campbell's yeah. hand. Oh, the monkeys killed my I saw friend. this movie as a kid. Oh. I did too. I saw it in theaters. It was it was oh, really? it was pretty scary as a kid. But I was yeah. not in theaters, but I, I do remember seeing it. It came out in 1995. That probably would have been around when I saw it. So I was probably like the eight, martini nine is mm-hmm. the martini is so funny. It's because hilarious. why did they give it in a martini glass? Why didn't he just give her a cup or something? Yeah. Why does she need a martini glass? But that's again part of what <laughs> makes it really creepy. Like there's a level of sophistication to this this ape. Yeah, it's like he's dressing up this ape to be a human. <laughs> to, but be the ape is, to be his wife. To be his wife. It's like, oh, see, she can. Uh, she knows how to put on a condom and uh, <laughs> and, and uh, drink a martini glass. Gina. Here, monkey, give me your opinion on this fine art. This art is bad. Do you have <laughs> any idea how long it took? 
expect me to teach Amy to put on a con- to put on a condom with her feet? <laughs> this monkey is she's just like so yeah, I guess it's just another stream of him trying to make this trying to make her acceptable by humans. No one's buying it. They're all going, What's this monkey doing with this martini? This is this is the most perverted thing that it's I've weird. ever seen. To the characters in the movie, it's weird to us. It's fucking weird. Yeah, shape of water, same same yeah, thing. This so fish is doing stuff. And so that's the shape weird. of water. That's the shape of water <laughs> for you. Official review of the shape of Our water. Our most hated movie ever. Uh, anything more? I want to wrap this up. That's the end of my day. Let's see you guys all. It's our shortest episode ever, and we're going to keep it to it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, right. Uncle Lee. Thanks, Uncle, Uncle Lee. So long, losers. Smell your monkey, Muller. Yeah.